We've got to talk. Listen, thanks for not turning me in. That was sweet. Well, it seems like if you really care for me, you should come forward. Oh, don't you see? It's because I care for you that I can't come forward. That doesn't make any sense. All right, then I just don't feel like it, okay? Jessica, you're really beautiful, but you are not very nice. <gasps> Duh. You know, with the way you're treating me, why should I protect you? Because if you tell, no one will believe you. Remember, I'm the sweet, perfect minister's daughter, and you're just yellow trash. Huh? Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review Bart's Girlfriend from Season 6. What did you think of this episode, Mitch? Um, I think this is one of the most well-fleshed-out examples we get of Bart in any given episode. Um, Bill Oakley has said to us that Bart is one of the hardest characters to write for because mm. he's a 10-year-old boy and he's often the comic relief and that sort of thing, so it's hard to give any real substance. But this is the first... Not the first, but this is one of the times that Bart exists for a purpose in every scene. Like, he's not just chiming in with something funny on the outside. He's still very funny throughout the episode, but he's also got a bit more to do. It'd be top five Bart episodes. I think Marge Be Not Proud would almost be the top. Mm, yeah, it's certainly right up there. I think it's just a very relatable story from a male perspective. We've all been in that situation where we've all liked a girl, and she... Po- well, maybe not you, because you're a very handsome man. I'm not so much. Like... <laughs> But girls, you like a girl, she doesn't like you back, and you don't know what to do, and you, you, you pretend to be someone else in order for her to like you, and that just yep. makes things worse. Yeah, and certainly as a as a younger boy as well, there's the confusion of, like, for Bart, this is the first time he's really liked anybody, so... I don't know, Laura Powers. Ah, oh, sorry, yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. But someone his age, a bit who, more accessible who, than who Laura is, is. Who's got more chance of actually landing. Yeah, I would call this more of a first proper kind of crush love type feeling, because it's well, she likes him his back. age. Well, he thinks she does. Well, yeah, to an extent. I mean, yeah. she kind of plays it up. Yeah, but still, yeah. it's Laura Powers wasn't giving him anything back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Other than just being nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meryl Streep thought it was a really great performance as well. You would never know this was... She sounds like a, a child. Yeah, it's so amazing. Like, Meryl's a brilliant actress, yeah. but not a voice actress. So, to be able to have... Like, it's one thing to say... Nancy Cartwright, like, you know, the voice of Bart is a 40-year-old woman, but she's a professional voice actress. So, yes, it's still amazing, but there are a lot of people in her line of work that can do it. But there's never been any, or it had never been any call for Meryl to play a child. No. And she does it so convincingly. Yep. Like, I, you, I was listening deliberately to try and see if there's any hints of Streep in this voice, but there's none at all. No. Do you like the character of Jessica Lovejoy? Um, well, not as a person, no. But I like the character as far as a storytelling device of getting Bart out of his comfort zone. I felt there was more they could have done with the character, but you never see her again. She might appear in crowds or whatnot, but yeah. there was more to her character that could have been uh, Could have come back and into. milked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What was your favourite moment from the episode? I really like the Planet of the Apes montage. Oh, not montage, but from like the start, all, the, yeah. all the kids being rounded up, like Millhouse being caught in the net. Yeah. It's, it's one of those moments that I always forget what scene it actually, sorry, what episode it actually comes from, but it's, yeah. it's brilliant to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love the opening. It just, it felt real. Yeah. It was just nice to see the kids out just playing together. Yeah. I, my favorite moment, nothing to do with Bart or any of the other kids. It's, yeah, that glue ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I'll always love that line. Oh, no. <laughs> there goes the glue after all <laughs> For some reason I just did Alison yeah. Taylor's dad's voice About yeah, yeah. the glue I don't know why But it just that was how it came out Now before we get into trivia uh, Actually Sorry Earlier today I was doing Martin Scorsese voice And nailed it up until the last sentence And it just left a real bad taste in my mouth uh, afterwards. I was like Ah I got out on a bad point It's kind of like Was it last week or the week before Where you were yawning and you did Yeah it was Trials of Horror 5 Yeah That's I was yawning okay, Yawning and did a great mo yeah. And then could never, <laughs> and couldn't do it again yeah. New names for the episodes. I've forgotten, but I'll try and think of one whilst you're telling me yours. Or from Twitter, have we got any this week? Yes, we do. At Four Finger Pod. Follow us on Twitter. Appreciate it. Jay Canham 1986. Jason, yes, has written in with The Devil Wears Pigtails, playing on the Meryl Streep angle. Um, I've, I, I came up with two. The first one I wasn't overly proud of, and I sat in a cafe for 10 minutes before I came over here. I came over here late because I wasn't going to come until I'd got a better one. The first one that I thought, ah, it'll pass if I can't come up, come up with anything better was Milhouse's friend falls in love. 
Mm-hmm. And then my eureka moment was Little Miss Demeanor. Oh, I like it. What have I got? Uh, young Lovejoy. Yeah, okay. That'll do. <laughs> I threw out about 18 Lovejoy puns, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, Trivia for this week. I'll let you kick off. Do you have any trivia? You're I do looking, have trivia. You're looking at your phone a little bit confused. Nope. I um I scrolled down instead of up. Okay, good. Um, what do I have? I think I have five questions. One, cool. two, three, four. I also have five. Yes. What is Lisa's Indian name? That's my first, literally my first question. Yeah. <laughs> thanks too much. Yes. I, I like that. All right. Thanks too much. Yeah. <laughs> what was Bart's? I forgot because yeah. Lisa's was too funny. Yeah. What gun does Nelson use? I think that was one of mine. Oh, you know what I've done? Idiot. I wrote down what is the name of Nelson's gun and then I forgot to write the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's a kill, it's kill, kill, kill Matt. I was going to say kill master. Yeah. Yeah. Same okay. Thing. So it was even though it was my question, I yeah. got it wrong. Uh, who pierced the eyes of their fellow men? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that, that was the Aramites. Yeah. Okay. Is that what Lovejoy's reading out? Yeah. Yeah. About how to learn decent as a decency and how to love your fellow yes, man. Yeah. What does Bart get as punishment for ruining Scotch Toberfest or the fake Scotch Toberfest? Uh, three months detention. Three months detention. Yep. What does Bart see himself doing in the future? Oh. What scene does he say this? Dinner table. Oh, I can't remember. Olympic uh, gold medal rocket sled champion. That's right. Yep. What is Jessica Lovejoy's IQ? 108. Yes. Yes. Which is also another one of my questions. Okay. <laughs> just a, just nudging slightly above average. Yes. And what, uh, my final one, what is Lisa's ideal man? I know it's Red. Well, Red. Oh, well, I, I, know, I know his name is Red, the guy at, at the library. I don't know if that is his name. Isn't it? No. Oh, red. She sure. says, well, red, as in has read a lot of books. Oh. Oh, dear, Dando. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, red. Well, red. <laughs> what else is that? Someone claiming to be an author. <laughs> <laughs> well, red and just a little wild. Just a little wild. Final question. What does uh, Jessica Lovejoy's hair smell like? Yeah, uh, Fruit Loops. What flavor? Fruit Loops. Red. Red. <laughs> <laughs> well, red. Yes. Righty, so before we get into the full review, mm-hmm. I've been promising this for a few weeks. It's time I finally delivered because I kept forgetting it. What have you done? Your gift. I have a gift? Yes. Why do I have a gift? It's for finishing the book. Oh my goodness. It's oh, our well, congratulations for finishing the book present. Okay. This makes me feel worse about the fact that I forgot to bring your birthday present again. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, this is what Dando's just handed me, and we'll, maybe we'll tweet a photo of this out. The Art of the Iron Giant. It's really good. Forward by Brad Bird. Hmm. We've sold many I want of it them already. Yeah. This is going to give me some sweet tattoo ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him go. So, this is cur- well, not courtesy of you've paid for it, but this is available through pop culture. Yeah, popculture.com.au. Got plenty of books. I bought Free a plug. Labyrinth uh, visual history book for myself tonight. Uh, this, is, this is going to make a welcome addition to my coffee table. Thank you very much. Yes. You are welcome. I, I'm almost tearing up just looking at it. <laughs> There's some great stuff in it. Such a beautiful movie. Anyway, Brad Bird's notes are so cool. It's been a long time since we've discussed the Iron Giant, actually. Um, I had someone who was uh, clearly not a listener to the podcast, guy that I work with who's 22, we were just discussing kids' movies and that sort of thing. He's like, oh, you know what good... Ah, oh, no, it's probably... He said before my time. I think he meant to say after my time. Mm. And then said, oh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Iron Giant. And I said, son, sit down. <laughs> Let me tell you about... Not a- <laughs> we're discussing your work today, or it might have been yesterday about the Iron Giant. It's one of those movies that when it first came out... None of my friends seemed to like it. No. It wasn't a film that you could go and talk to people about. It wasn't now, like a Lion King or no, Aladdin or something like that. Now you look that. back and everyone our age likes the movie. Loves it's like the, the movie. It's, all, it's like they've found it in later years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think yeah. it's much better appreciated in later years. Ah, 100%. Yes. Anyway, thank you very much. Enjoy. So getting into the review. The original air date of Bart's Girlfriend was November 6th, 1994. The chalkboard gag, I will not send lard through the mail. And the couch gag is one they've used before. It's where it's dark. The family walk in, their eyes pop in. Once they like is in their eyes are floating and yes. they pop into their head. Yes. yes. Episode kicks off with the kids all out playing, as we mentioned earlier, with Cowboys mm-hmm. and Indians. Yep. Uh, is it still allowed to be called Cowboys and Indians? I like that uh, even back then they, they had the, the line of, I mean, Native Americans. Yeah, okay. Yeah, true. I, 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 not having kids, I don't know if it's been outlawed. Do kids still play Cowboys and Indians? I hope so. Probably not. There's probably an app for it. That's <laughs> <Now>. true. Like, <laughs> They wait, wait for the other person to have a, have a go. Kids these days just watch Deadwood for three hours and have a nap. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'd do that if I was a kid. 
but yeah, so they're all playing, and who, who's, who's the Indians? It's Barton Lisa. They're the Indians. Barton Lisa. Um, oh, I can't remember. Millhouse, Ralph, there. and the I think it's the black kid. No, Millhouse was a cowboy, wasn't he? He was a cowboy. That's so what I mean. And the cowboy, oh, as well, in so, people yeah. that are playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, Lisa had a kind of like Tiger Lily look about her. Like, oh, it was almost making me think it. It had a kind of Lost Boys, for Indians in Peter Pan kind of feel going yeah. on. As much as Cowboys and Indians as well, but visually seemed a little bit inspired by uh, some of the Peter Pan cartoons. Yep. It su- surprised me that they'd be doing it on a Sunday morning, though. When I, when I was younger, mm. I was never out playing early on a Sunday morning. Right. Cartoons were on. Was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Nelson then rocks up and ruins it for everybody after the Cowboys win. Mm. Is the, no, the Indians win, don't no, they? Yeah, yeah, the Indians sneak up on them behind the rock. Yes. And then... Uh, <laughs> Millhouse pulls out jacks. Yeah. I got twosies. I love the way that... I don't know how to play jacks. But you bounce the ball and then you've got to pick up things oh, off the ground before okay. the ball lands again. Yeah, okay. Something, so. something along those lines, yeah. Yep. I liked the way that Ralph surrenders. Mm. He's in such a panic. <laughs> yep. like, like he thinks it's serious. Like he's but, about to get hit with a nerf dart and yes. that's too much. Nelson rocks up with his gun. Uh, facts of that era are spotty at best. That's, yeah. <laughs> Nelson's gun is like the definition of every toy I didn't have as a kid. Where you'd but see you something... It. Yeah, you'd see it advertised on TV. Do you like Cheese TV or Agro or something? Or, or just... Yeah, any, any kid show. Yeah. And you like they would have you know clearly just graphic mock-ups, but like the laser sighting and that sort of stuff. And you'd be like, "Oh my god, this thing's going to turn me into the Terminator! I want it! I want it! I want it!" <laughs> but you'd never get it. And then like there'd just be this mythical story of one kid at school that had it, but you'd never see them with it. No, it just and it'd exist. Or you'd go around and be like, "Can we play with it?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's broken." Yeah, like it's just there's it's always, not broken. Here's uh, the, touch yeah, it. the battery. Oh, I haven't got batteries for it. I'm sorry. Here, um, I got jacks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's that the ball in the cup that Millhouse has? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's that. It's a ball in the cup. Yeah. Cup and ball. Church bells then ring and the kids start panicking because they know it's time for church. Mm. And it's the Planet of the Apes parody. Yes, it is. It almost as well felt like a Children of the Corn parody. In the a bird's sense. eye view of the cornfield. Yeah, and, stuff. and yeah. just that ominous ringing of the church bell while the mm. kids were all there before the parents come out, before it goes full Planet of the Apes. It felt, I don't know if it is Children of the Corn. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but it felt like it had a kind of thriller slash horror movie feel about it. I remember going to the video shop as a kid and seeing the Children of the Corn covers. Mm. And I was like, how many children are there? Because there was like four or five of them. And what is it with these movies? They must be awesome, but I've never actually gotten around to watching them. I've seen the first two when I was younger. Um, Any good? I'd Will they be making your top five, top ten horror movies? They won't be getting into the top five or ten, but I'd recommend watching the first one. It's pretty okay, good. It's cool. got Linda Hamilton in it. She I- does a bang-up job. I believe the Simpsons take the Mickey out of it in an episode, Children of the Damned or something. Or no, it, that's Village of the Damned. Is that, is that, so that's a separate one. That's the kids that can control your mind. So what's Children of the Corn about then? Isn't it possessed children? Yeah, but they're possessed by a, more of a demonic kind okay. of creature, he who walks behind the rose. Whereas Village of the Damned is more about all of every woman in town falls pregnant at the exact same time. They all give birth to these creepy white-haired kids. White-haired, yeah, yeah. And they can, like, just control you. Like, they make a... There's one scene that I vividly remember of them making their mother pour her hands into boiling hot water and keep them there. Just by looking at it. Oh, my. Yeah. And uh, Christopher Reeve is in the 19... Uh, I want to say 1990, but... um 1980, maybe. But whatever it is, Christopher Reeve's in it. Superman saves the day. Yes. Cool. The kids don't want to go to church, obviously. But Marge says they have to, to learn how to love their fellow men. All apart. Did you hit, catch the one Jewish joke? Oh, uh, yeah. Time for church. Time for church. Time for your violin lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the Jewish guy. The yeah. old Jewish guy. Yeah. The sermon is then about, what, just killing people, basically, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Not loving fellow men, that's for sure. Yeah, um, learning morals and decency. And with flaming swords, the Aramites did pierce the eyes of their fellow man. <laughs> and there's something like feasting on the goo that came forth or something like that. Bart is bored, so he starts playing with his troll doll. Mm. I'm a Joe man. Yes. <laughs> that had me grooving. Yeah, I know, right? I'm a Joe. Uh, Marge is not impressed, mm. makes fun of the hair. The like awful la- hair. Last week when you were making fun of Trump, awful, awful man. <laughs> Her awful, awful hair. Bart is then swept away because Reverend Lovejoy introduces his daughter. Yeah. To, is it to sing or read it? Just read it. To read the same passage yes. I just read yep, because yep. some of you weren't paying attention. And he's just blown away by how beautiful she, he thinks she is anyway. Yeah. Well, even the light of God, basically. Well, he thinks it's the light in. of God. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out to be the lighthouse. Sea Captain is just terrible at his job. Yeah. It's just, ah, I hate the sea and everything in it. <laughs> it's supposed um, to point out to sea. Ah, oh, shut up. I know what I'm doing. Um... 
I liked like that that little bit of exposition of who's just returned from boarding school is the perfect way to explain why you've never seen Jessica Lovejoy before. Ah, nice point. Yep, yep, true. The families are all then leaving, and it also sorry, it also fits that someone like Lovejoy would send someone like Jessica yeah. to boarding school. Yep, yep. Like to keep her away from. Yeah, he doesn't want anyone to know that he's got a naughty daughter. Yeah, exactly. And I think boarding school is where naughty kids go. Yeah, to my understanding. I guess that's why they can. That's how they can explain she never returned. Maybe he shipped her off to another school. Yeah. to live forever. Yeah, she went off returned. to live in Eden, Enid Blyton novels. Why not? <laughs> then the families are all leaving church, and Bart notices Jessica, and he just has to approach her, and he does so. Mm. And he's trying to impress her by he's, thinking, acting the way he thinks yeah, she would want. It's genuinely nice here. Yeah, like he's saying stuff that he doesn't mean. No. Or, or is he? It probably is, to an extent. It probably is the first time that he's actually captivated by anything that's happened in church. Hi, I'm Bart Simpson. I was incredibly moved by your reading. I don't think God's words have ever sounded so plausible. Thanks, Art. Um, I have to go over here now. Lisa offers advice. A little bit of a meta gag here. Is it my hair? My overbite? The fact I've worn the same clothes for the last 10 years? And Le- yeah, very Lisa, good. Lisa just says that's nothing to do with it. You're just two different people. So he thinks, well... well and that's because Lisa hasn't obviously... Like, at this point, Lisa doesn't know who Jessica no one knows either. Except for her parents. Really, they couldn't be more the same. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or she's worse than Bart. Well, she is worse. But she I turns out to be a bad influence on Bart. They're very much in the same spectrum. I feel like... Though, same end of the spectrum. I feel like Bart does stuff to be mischievous where she's just pure evil. I don't know about pure evil. Well, stealing money from the churches, but and pipe bombing probably is as well. But yes. I mean, TPing a statue—that's not pure evil. Eating ice cream is not pure yeah, evil. I know, but it just it escalates more and more and more. Yeah. Well, you know, she's got a taste for it. <laughs> he then goes to Sunday school for the first time in a while. I'm assuming because yep. he was banned. I love that even the kids are shocked when he opens the door. <laughs> I feel sorry for the hamster. What did he do to the hamster? I don't know, but the hamster is terrified. <laughs> not happy at all. <laughs> But then sits down next to Jessica. Sorry. I also love the justification from the teacher. You were happy. We were happy. The hamster was happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then Bart sits down next to Jessica. And he... What's he say? I'm going to stay after class and help teacher clean up. Just yeah. Be goody. Just trying to be good. Laying it on thick. Gets the temptation of the slingshot a little bit. Yes, Which yeah. is like a, you know, kind of heavy on the biblical theme just of, of fighting temptation. It's, it Must was a, fight Satan. Was it Duffless where he threw the Lisa's tomato at Skinner's ass? It's a very similar moment. Is it Duffless? No, um, because he ruins her project, so she does my, that. Is my, my brother, brother is a hamster? hamster. Is That's that duffless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but in that moment, he actually mm. gives in. This yeah. one he doesn't because he really wants to impress Jessica, but she again not interested. I love the yawn and great put down. Actually, oh, that yeah. I will use so many times in common life from now on. Is that? Do you ever think anything you don't say? How bad would you feel? It's pretty great. Like you would not speak for the rest of the day. I've got to try and get that on talkback radio or something. Like. <laughs> Next time Robbo's on SEN, um, for uh, overseas listeners, sorry, that'll be lost on you, but yep. rather opinionated, pig, any, pig-headed... Anyone that AFL will be lost yeah. on them. <laughs> opinionated, pig-headed sports journalist, basically. Yeah. Just throw that at him. Pig-headed? Yeah. Not physically, <laughs> no, but, a, no, yeah. but a little bit physically as well. Kind of physically. Yeah. <laughs> Bart is just incredibly upset. Well, he's just he's cracked the shits. He's, he's pretty much given in. He's like, well, just screw her. If yeah. she doesn't like me for being nice, then... Who does she think she is kind of attitude? He then walks off to Scotch-toberfest to get some relief. Yeah, well, I love that he goes as far as rubbing dirt on his knees. He undoes the tie, he scruffles up his hair, rubs dirt on his knees. He's like, I I can't handle being clean anymore, that's not me. Yeah, goes to Scotch-toberfest and Willie lifts up his dress. Or no, his dress, he's a kilt. kilt. Yeah, helium balloons on the kilt. (laughs) I I love that at Scotch-toberfest, everyone is sitting there drinking scotch. Like, they've all got little scotch bottles. I love how muscly they drew Willie's ass. They put a lot of detail into his ass. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. He has got a (laughs) rip. Well, you can't have... There's nothing wrong with what he's got, apparently. You can't have the massive pecs and ripped abs and not have a toned ass. He squats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Jessica Lovejoy obviously seen this, but but it's not aware at this point. Skinner Mm. comes out of nowhere. Congratulations, Simpson. You just fell for our sting and won yourself three months' detention. There's no such thing as Scotch-toberfest. There's not... You used me, Skinner! You used me! Jessica Lovejoy sees it, and Bart is still trying to pretend. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm not bad, I'm not bad. Mm. And then she says, well, no, you are bad, and I like it. I'm bad to the bone, honey. This might be one of my favourite commercial breaks of all time. The Saturday Night Fever. She invites him over for dinner. Yep. <laughs> Only one thing to do at a moment like this. 
Yeah. Strut. It's it's <laughs> been long ingrained into my memory. It's a yes. very, very great visual of Bart. Last week, I think it was, maybe in the week before, someone asked us the best moments where a real song's been used in the show. This mm. is one of them. This is one of them. One, yeah. 100%. So we get back and Bart is preparing for his date. Classic Homer moment, singing the three songs. Sunrise, yeah. sunset. <laughs> to Cats in the Cradle and Yes, We Have No Bananas. <laughs> I don't know anything about Yes, We Have No Bananas. No, but everyone just remembers it from this moment. Yeah. Yes, We Have No Bananas. I mean, Sunrise, Sunset, obviously from Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats in the Cradle, everyone knows. Why is it so funny? Is it just because it's so ridiculous? Because it's so... St- well, yeah, because it is so stupid. Like, like Homer's rant about the... Like the it's Chinatown. It's Chinatown, yeah, yeah. Like the first two songs fit and then he's just thrown in We Have No Bananas. Yeah. And he's upset <laughs> just, because they had no and, bananas. And novelty pop song that's got stuck in his head. Yep, yep, yep. And that's the one that affects him the most. <laughs> he starts crying. Goes to Lovejoy's house and immediately the reverend's just judging him. Mm. Six times so five. five. What, what is it? it? <laughs> Can you remember the first time you went to a girlfriend's house to meet her parents and had dinner over and stuff? Um, ooh. I can remember. And it was awkward because this person's mother was my boss at work and I didn't know she was the mother until... I- oh, really? Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. You'd called in sick that night? <laughs> Just, just to come over for dinner. Oh dear! She was like, "Well, she wasn't my direct boss, but she was the store manager okay. of Coles." So, how old were you the first time you went around to a girl's house for dinner? Like legit, proper girlfriend. Seventeen. Uh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I I feel like the first time that I would have done something like that. See, when I was fifteen, I was going around to a girl's house, but I don't think her parents were there all that often for dinner. Like, it was, I just. Yeah, and, and like that wasn't you know it was it was dinner and maybe a sleepover, but nothing to nothing was yeah. happening at that age. But it was like um, I reckon the first time it was like come around and meet mum and dad and have dinner and, and it was that kind of like oh you here is you're you're gonna look after my daughter. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that was probably similar seventeen eighteen by the time I was meeting parents. Can you remember I what think was going through the, your head? For you, the most you're part, trying was, your best not to fuck up. Um, As is Bart here, he's trying to impress, but he yeah. fucks up in Yeah, the you'd, you'd be very polite. You you kind of wear like a, a jumper and collar combo, <laughs> and maybe that collar's tucked into the jumper. <laughs> um, which did, you bring, inc- did you bring a gift? Which incidentally is how I've started dressing now in my normal life, and I feel quite comfortable in it. That's mm. <laughs> a sign of age. Um, I, I was, what I was going to say is, for the most part, I think it was girls coming over to my house at that age. It was much less intimidating. You come to me, baby. Yeah, it was less intimidating that way. Nicola was the first guy that took home to meet okay. my parents. So I felt that they... One had, from one. I felt if I brought them back and then met my dad, they wouldn't return. Yeah, okay. And once Nicola returned, I was like, well, she must be the one. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that if it was at my house, I could control the scenario a bit better. Be like, well, time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> Alrighty, so... Bart's on Sorry, the Sorry, that's not what I'm... I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I meant like as in we leave the table. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah cool. Great story, Dad. Anyway, we're going to go watch a movie or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was what I meant. Not like leave. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done with you. <laughs> so, Reverend is just not impressed by his stories, is he? What, what is he? No. He talks about Martin, doesn't he? No, just some a character named Martin on Fox. I was watching Fox and the character named Martin was feeling rather randy. Yeah. That's his amusing anecdote. To try and recover from saying that what um, Helen doesn't know could fill a warehouse. Yes. So Jessica then comes out and says, let's go do something. Cause, and Bart says, well, we can't. Like, you're supposed to be going to bed or whatever it yeah, is. And yeah. she says, no, he thinks I'm going to bed to say my prayers. And this is where Bart should have gone, oh, okay, she's a bit of a rebel. But yeah. Bart's, no, but Bart enjoys it at this point. Not too much of a rebel. He's never, he's never Sneak, met a, Like sneaking out, isn't he? Has he never met a girl? Has he ever met a girl who's a rebel like this? No. So then they go and they do things. My, I remember this moment, right? My mum watching it. And she was just not happy with this joke of eating ice cream in front of fat people at the gym. Really? Why? My mum was just like, that's so, that's just so, oh. she was just like, she was, hilarious. I'm like, it's funny. But mum, my mum, I just remember her just being like, Oh, that's just not the modern version of that is for me is like eating KFC and watching The Biggest Loser. <laughs> like that's no, but, the but, same but, thing. But see, the Biggest Loser aren't seeing you eat it. No, of course, but I mean, like, I don't have to go out. I just, that's I that's the more enjoyable part about it. My mum walking in just going, like my mum just hated The Simpsons. She just yeah, okay. like the show. I think that's what it like. That's someone looking for an excuse to yeah, be angry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they throw the toilet rolls. I, th- I remember this montage being longer than what it was. It's not even a montage. It's two moments because uh, they get the song playing. No, there's a, there's. Uh, what are they doing when they're leaning against the wall with Pulp Fiction? Before the ice cream, uh, they're doing something. But they're not really doing anything naughty, are they? They're just standing and posing. But it's the third moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
three moments makes a montage. Oh, it's, a montage. it's just because the song's playing. You think it's a montage. And then Bart's just in awe of her, the way she throws mm. the toilet paper over well, the... We skipped over a reference to Sarah Plain and Tall, by the way. Oh, yeah. Which Sarah is uh, some children's book, I believe. Is it? I think Google so. Google it. I'm not too sure. Uh, I did. I've forgotten. But uh, <laughs> no. Um, hold on. I, I'll, I'll give it better than that. Uh, Sarah Plain and Tall. Oh, there was a movie called Sarah Plain and Tall. Oh. What do you know? Uh, starring Christopher Walken and Glenn Close. And you haven't seen Get it? Get on board this. Um, Sarah Plain and Tall is a children's book written by Patricia McLaughlin, the winner of the 1986 Newbery Medal. Like, that's a... I mean, I, I don't want to say it's a Family Guy joke because obviously The Simpsons did it and then Family Guy take over. But that sort of joke is what I think of when I think of Family Guy. Like, it's just a crowbar in reference from absolute For no field. reason. Yeah. yeah. They do a lot more of it for like season five onwards, yeah. I feel. Yeah. So the following day at school, well, I'm assuming it's the following day, Bart's bragging to all his friends that, you know, the Reverend's got daughter. Girlfriend. Yeah, she's yeah. my girlfriend. And she's playing it safe. She's like, I don't want anyone to know that we're dating. Mm. We can't let anyone know. Am I supposed to know you? Like, that's... A pretty brutal How bad line. would you feel at that moment? Real low. Real small. Because like there's nothing be, you can do. Like, you, yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? No, we just, we, what? And then yeah. Nelson punches him. Yeah. For besmirching an innocent girl's name. I, it actually reminded me of a time that a girl... There was a girl in primary school who genuinely liked me. And... And was open about it or... Well, she'd kind of like said to her friends, I like Mitch, I think I want to kiss him, that type of thing. I was like 12 or something. And then like when the moment... I wanted to kiss him. Yes. And then when the moment came where it was kind of contrived that we were going to kiss, she kind of panicked and just slapped me. Ooh. Yeah. Like it was the strangest thing, but it was that similar... You know what it sounds like? like? sounds like that fucking shit show on... Netflix, but 13 Reasons. 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> no, it was nowhere near as bad as 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> she wasn't drunk and I didn't, you know. But, um, but no, it was just that thing of like in the schoolyard. I mean, for Jessica's reason is to play it safe so so Lovejoy doesn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, at least that's what she sells it to Bart as. But it's also because she doesn't want to be seen as being uncool. Maybe she's got guys on the side. She's got Red on the side. She's well, got not, Red not on red. the side. What, is it, well, when you establish his name's not Red. Apparently. I'll call him Red now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it reminded me of that moment where you're thinking everything's going to go so well here and then whack. Yeah. In Bart's case, it's a metaphorical whack from Jessica and then a literal whack from Mel- How uh, Nelson. How could he have seen it coming? He couldn't have. No. And Nelson, yeah, gives him the whack in the stomach. Then she s- explains the whole bullshit story. Yeah. Parents can't find out, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's it's part bullshit, but I don't think it's, it's, it's true, but I don't think it's her actual motivation. No. Like it's, it is real. She can't have Lovejoy know that. She's hanging out with Bart, but by the same token, she just doesn't want anyone to know that well, she's she, hanging out with Bart. She likes the attention she gets from the boys, and if they all know that she's taken, then mm. it's like, well, we're not going to show her attention anymore. So then she invites him to go skateboarding down the hill, and Bart oh, doesn't yeah. think he's going to have the energy because he's just been punching the stomach, so yep. she sneaks in a quick kiss. Looks around to make sure no one's looking first, yep. gives him a kiss, Bart tries to build up the strength. Oh, well, now I can do mm. anything. Just two more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember your first kiss? Yes. How old? Grade four. If that's not too... Okay, good. I was going to say, if that's not too embarrassing to answer. <laughs> 22. <laughs> um, not that that's embarrassing for 22-year-olds out there that haven't had no. their first kiss yet. Please. I do not want to make fun. Um, where? School? Outside of school? It was behind the sheds at North Shore Primary Always school. behind the sheds. Yeah, behind yeah. the bike shed thing. Yeah. For me, Roslyn Primary School, along the side fence to the oval, there was one of the neighbours had like an overhanging hedge that grew over the top of the fence and just provided like a little... It was almost like a, a uh, curtain, like okay, a, yeah, a, a yeah. foliage. All, all, all the way over. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, a foliage yeah. curtain yep. that you could go in there. Like a little cave. Yeah, and there was room for about three three to four. Three to four people could go in. So normally it would be like two people encouraging and whispering about that kind of kiss. And <laughs> and then like two people doing the kissing. Um, and I seem to remember someone placing their hand over my eyes. Like they would kiss me, but... You know, you, I wasn't allowed to look, and it's like if I if I couldn't see, then it wasn't as embarrassing for them. I remember I got pinned down. I had no choice in the matter. No, really. Yeah, <laughs> older boy, <laughs> <laughs> not too old. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know your first kiss was in juvie. <laughs> <laughs> you got a real pretty mouth. <laughs> Bite the pillow, going in dry. <laughs> oh God, God. We to go there. That's that's the greatest thing you've ever said in this podcast. <laughs> oh, why? It's just 
It's the sort of thing that I would normally say, and then you'd look at me like, really? <laughs> but, but you've gone out with it, and that's going to be ha- that has to be like if you can have a subtitle for an episode. <laughs> Bart's girlfriend brackets bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. Alrighty, so getting back to the episode. <laughs> Fuck no. Um, where were we up to? I'm so fucking lost. Up now. the top of the hill. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah. Bart Bart makes the comment about how it's too steep, but I love Jess's response about you can't trust your perception at this altitude. Yeah, like it's down. it's both equally comforting, but also reinforcing the point. <laughs> this is really <laughs> reckless. We should not be doing this. But she seems to do it. She pulls it off quite well. Yeah, she's she, not scared at all. She does an equally good job of getting through those ball bearings in oil. Yeah. Um, I love that it's the tiniest little, like an ant carrying, and the way it bails a little seed. Yeah, yeah, that ant moves. <laughs> little it bails, but the nah, glue ain't going nowhere. We can't scare that glue part. ain't going nowhere. There goes the glue after all. <laughs> then she lands perfectly because the glue's coming mm. up, so she stops. Uh, Bart's just not impressed at all. He's got a mouthful of glue. Yeah, great it's animation of the bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Marge and Homer are then noticing a change in Bart. Well, Marge's Homer's he not walks her a little bit mopey. Well, he has the do- he has the cat stuck to his back. Yeah, yeah. He's been th- he's had an he's had quite enough. Yeah, yeah. Emotional ups and downs. Homer's not paying attention at all. Have you noticed any change in Bart? New glasses? No, he looks like something might be disturbing him. Probably misses his old glasses. I guess we could get more involved in Bart's activities, but then I'd be afraid of smothering him. Yeah, and then we'd get the chair. That's not what I meant. It was Marge. Admit it. <laughs> It's so strange. Homer's barely in this episode. When, yeah, no, is Homer in the episode before this? I'm just quickly scrolling through my notes. You may be right. Like, he's there in church, he's there in the car, but he doesn't have a lot to do. Oh, well, Sunrise, Sunset. We were just oh, talking of about course, that. he sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, two scenes ago. Yeah. But that barely counts as dialogue. So, let me get back to the school, and Bart is about to go to class, and Jessica says, where are you going? He says, we have to go to class. This mm. is where you start to we'll get in trouble. That, Bart's starting to be influenced very mm. poorly. Like she's just not a good person to hang out with. Well, it also reinforces, though, the two different classes that they, uh, social classes that they come from, in that Bart is the troublemaker. If Bart doesn't get to school on time, he's going to get in trouble and he knows he's going to get in trouble. But Jessica's the minister's daughter. If she doesn't get to school on time, she's not getting in trouble for that because she'll play all sweet eyes and yeah, they'll so go, nah, you're everything. a good girl. You wouldn't have been doing anything wrong. That's fine. Just take your seat, honey. Yep, yep, yep. And a lot of her troubles just get swept under the rug because the Reverend mm. doesn't want anyone to know about it. Yeah, exactly. The episode does a great job of make, of showing Bart have the same sort of feelings of empowerment and strength that you do get as a young boy when you're holding hands with a girl for the first time or kissing a girl for the first it's time. It's a big deal. And they make yeah. it have to be a big deal, which is good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it's a tough job to show it without spelling it out, but they do it brilliantly. I don't think it matters how old you are. I think the first time you hold hands with someone new, it is a big moment mm. for, the, for the relationship anyway. Yeah. I remember when my first date with Nicola, I was sort of a bit hesitant to hold a hand at the cinema. Yeah, I guess. I, so yeah, I don't want to like, be it's too... Like, it's a new personal boundary. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. F and A. She then tricks Bart into setting off the fire alarm. What, what, what do you reckon? Sorry, what do you think like the weirdest... Because the other thing with that is like pet names. Like do you call someone Bub or, or Babe or like when do you introduce Babe's that? Babe's the go-to is the standard, isn't it? Uh, uh, I'm more of a bub. bub. Um, babe doesn't quite feel right coming out of my mouth. But like whatever your word is, you've probably called someone else that word in the past. So like when do you find is the threshold of like we've been dating long enough now that I can come out with this and it's going to feel genuine? Like, it can yeah. vary, but it's a real tough one to know when do, to introduce you know, in a relationship. I, do you know, this is kind of off topic, but I interviewed a porn star once, right, back in the radio days. So F and A. <laughs> and <laughs> when did you hold her hand? And the person that I was doing the show with said- Name? Was, Sorry? Can the, we, which porn star? Oh, fuck it. She was from Melbourne. Her name's Alice- Oh, local. Yeah, she was a Melbourne porn star. It was okay. promoting Sexpo thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we asked her, what's the least thing you like about porn? And she says, I hate it when the guy would call me babe. Because I'm not your babe. Okay. She says, my partner calls me babe. So when I was at work and they would call me babe, it would really bother me. So it's me. like it's kind of crossing over that yeah. boundary. So of all the things word. I'm not like about porn, like it's being called babe. She goes, yeah. oh, don't call me your babe. Yeah. I'm not your babe. I don't mind it when they blow in my ear. Exactly. <laughs> but don't call me babe. <laughs> don't call me babe. Yeah. Slap- it's, it's, it's just not the answer I was expecting. Yeah. Well, I guess it's. Um, 
obviously in that instance. You know what that makes me think of, though, is that overreaction that people have when you call them mate if you don't know them. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes you're like, get out, mate. I am not your mate. I've never I, had that happen to me. All right, pardon me. Get but they've actually said that to you. Yeah, I've had a few times people crack the shits about being called mate. But it, you, I don't know you. I'm not your friend. You will call me Mr. Whatever. But are they? Are, are, is it a tense conversation to begin with? No, opening. What? Like, say... Who? Example. Like, literally... Okay, working in a bank, someone came in, never seen him before, so, uh, get a mate, how can I yeah. help you? I'm not your mate, I'm Mr. O'Connor. Which pretty much guarantees that from the, that point on in the conversation, I'll be referring to you in my head as fuckhead. <laughs> because, well, like, exactly. Some people just come over with attitude. Wow. Anyway, but that's I'm beside surprised the point. You, I suppose you have to still talk to him, don't you? It's your job. I'll just be like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> the other question that I was going to get onto, and yes. then it got derailed by talk of porn. Porn stars. Um, yeah. Like, there's introducing bub and that sort of thing. But then, like, if you've got a little kink, maybe it's you like having them stick their finger in your ear, or, I don't know, um, whatever. Drive your head into a pillow. Yeah. Anything along those lines. Like, at what point in a relationship does it become safe to bring that up? Is it ever safe? I don't know. But these are... <laughs> the the roundabout thing, as much as I'm off topic here, these are the roundabout... All of these so, things... So, what cr- do you... You call Ash Bub, but what do you really want to call her, is the question. So, like, is there is there something else that you'd want to call her, but you don't because you've called someone else that? Um, No, not really. There are some words that are off limits, I think, from past relationships. Like, muffin can't be used. Okay. Because there was someone that used to call me muffin, and... Yeah, no, it just doesn't work. Can't can't do that. Um, no, I'm not going to make the obvious awful jokes. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, let's just stick there. <laughs> leave those ones out. But um, but yeah, like it's just the whole point is that all of these feelings that Bart's going through, you can still relate to at every age because no matter what it is, at some point when you're in a new relationship, this will come up. All these little things happen, and when it you go for it and it gets accepted, it's the most brilliant feeling in the world yeah no matter how many times it might have happened or might not have happened yeah 100 percent. there was see there was a point yes. ultimately we did get it back around to yeah. the start yes but is not impressed that she set off the fire alarm but no. he runs away everyone's trying to escape no one's thinking of the wee turtles the wee turtles <laughs> i forgot that moment was in this episode yeah if i don't save the wee turtles it will go save me from the wee turtles they were too quick for me Bart's plan in the next scene when he's talking to Lisa is basically like anyone in a kind of abusive relationship spelled out. Like, I'm going to put up with her for seven more years and then exactly, get married. Yeah, it's, domestic, it's domestic violence. Yeah. yeah. Then if we have a kid, she'll have to start being nice to me. She has to. Yeah. <laughs> she's bound to respect me. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that she, he, um, he explains that she's a milk dud. Yeah. Sweet on the outside, poison, poison on the Poison on inside. the inside. What's on the inside of a milk dud? Do you want to Google it? Not too sure. But I'm assuming milk duds were not impressed by this gag at all. Probably not, no. No. Milk duds are a caramel candy enrobed. That's a nice word. Mm. Enrobed in a confectionery coating made from cocoa and vegetable oil. That's caramel's as much as not I bad. No, caramel's delicious. Maybe it's not a tasty caramel. Maybe they wanted free milk duds and they wouldn't give them to them. So they said, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to call you poison. Possibly. Or maybe someone on the writer staff just had a aversion to milk duds. Maybe they had an ex that called them milk dud. And that was a word that was just <laughs> off limits to them. <laughs> Possibly I'm so. not your milk, dud. <laughs> I'm just still on that porn star just a tiny little bit. Yeah. And like, it's a weird... I'll find her name. It's a weird thing for me to think about the fact that your job is to have sex with other men and then you go home to a loving relationship. Well, that was a question, like, another question we that? asked. We said, do you, when you go home, do you still want to have sex with your partner? Mm. Like, is it, and, it's, and she goes, well, it's, I can, I've found a way to completely separate them. Yeah, like you've got an emotional sex and then a physical sex. The way she said it, she goes, do you, have a comp- do you have an office job? And I said, no. And she goes, well, someone that works in the office, they come home, they likely still go on their computer. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think it's quite the same. But um, what, I was, what I was going to get at is just the thing of like, how was your day today, bub? Oh, yeah, not bad. Um, four people were... <laughs> I, I, we know where you're going. I was four people deep. Um, it was about a three and a half hour shoot. It was very draining. And then I, I couldn't get out of my hair. I had to wash it for hours. Oh, yeah, sounds good. And anyway, one of them called me babe. He fucking what? <laughs> like, it just... Anyway. Well, that's, that's the thing is, how could you date a porn star? I personally couldn't. I Yeah, like, you've got to be very o- open I've and okay with stripper, that. Let alone a porn star. I feel like you could date a stripper. I think I could date a stripper. <laughs> 
let's, you know. But that's the thing. It, everyone has their limits. <laughs> like, everyone's that's got... That's in Ash's past. We're not talking about that anymore. It's not. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> let's not go defaming my wife. Yes. But... It's so, my job. <laughs> back to the episode. I'm so, we're just derailed so much this one. So, Bart's with the calendar. So, he's worked out. I've just got to go cold turkey. I've just got to completely ignore yes. her. And this the, is a good little montage of yes. crossing off the days, only yeah. to be revealed that this is just his plan. It circles it. Yeah. <laughs> It's very funny. Time, and there's day one. Time for church. I bet your little friend Jessica's going to be there. <laughs> he walks in and he can hear singing. He mm. thinks it's Jessica. Yeah. Lisa thinks it's Jessica. Yeah. Jessica. Bark, be strong. You don't need that little hellcat. Oh, Lisa. She's already drawing me to her with her beautiful siren song. Very disturbing. Reminded me of the time that I thought a male stewardess was male stewardess that a male steward flight attendant was a female. It was one of those look down the aisle. Hey, that's not a bad ass. And that, oh god, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> one time driving down over Latrobe Terrace, the main street in Geelong. My mate Jonesy and I were in the ute with my dad. Mm. Dad's a cyclist ahead of us. Fuck, check out the ass on that <laughs> bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember that. I always remind my dad of it too. The fact that he's... At least I kept it internal. Yeah, yeah. When it happened to me, it was all in my head. It was... Fuck, check out the other <laughs> Yeah. He must work out. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jessica then pulls Bart aside. She's sitting up the back. Mm-hmm. And... Like, rips him into the seat, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Bart breaks to her. We can't hang out anymore. Jessica, she doesn't quite, quite agree, but she does agree in the fact that she has to settle down. She needs to, mm. needs to stop being so naughty, so reckless. And then she proceeds to steal steal the money from the, the money. collection plate. And Bart just flabbergasted. Steal not only the money, but Homer's thirty cents off shake and bake <laughs> coupon. <laughs> We've been blessed. <laughs> it's great that he thinks that Marge is angry at him for giving it up. Yeah, not yeah, just for exactly. what it is. It's okay. We can afford it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she steals the money. Bart is just completely can't believe that she done it, mm. and she's just she's annoyed L- by Bart for judging him, her for it. Leaves him with a smoking gun. Yeah, yeah. Too. You've just missed your cut. So she walks off, and then Helen Lovejoy finds him with the empty plate. Yep. Immediately just... Blame. Mo, Mo I was- stole the collection money. We know. He confessed. Yes. Mo was always the first one to jump to conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> so Bart escapes out the window, and we get back, and Homer and Marge are questioning him. Homer's like, just look me in the eye and tell Some me, and I'll good leave Good clueless you. moments from Homer here, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you look me in the eye and lie like that? I had this happen to me when I was a kid. I was playing at a friend's house. You actually uh, did do something wrong or didn't? No, no, no. I was accused of having stolen money from someone. Money? Ooh, and that's the, like, the thing you don't want to be accused of stealing. Yeah. And I have no idea how much money it was because I didn't actually take it. I yeah. just know that money went missing what, at the time that I was in this person's house. I wasn't the only person there either. But um, yeah, it was rough. Like as a 13-year-old or something like that. Like I don't know that people necessarily... 100% believed it was me but there was definitely some tension and awkwardness and I didn't I wasn't kind of allowed to go back there there were a lot of conversations that my parents were having with their parents and then when I finally did get to go back like it was I almost didn't want to go anywhere that was out Just wash of your mind. hands and get out no well I didn't want to leave <laughs> the parents side because I didn't want anything to happen that I could be accused of. I was like, if I just chill out here and everyone knows where I am at all times, then like I'm fucking golden child. I'm innocent. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was really, really, it's a shit thing to be accused of. And you kid. were never cleared of the of the theft? Um, oh, look, in my like, parents' the eyes, but was I, never... I don't know if I ever was in his parents' eyes. Like 30 years later, uh, you again. <laughs> they follow me yeah. everywhere now. Like they're just, I go to sleep and they're just standing on the other side of the, the ground. They're standing on the it. other side of my road holding a 20. <laughs> just looking <laughs> into my window. Marge believes him though. Homer's just mm. an idiot. Just doesn't believe him at all. But Marge, she's always, she, she's his mother. She has to believe him. Tell me, if he didn't take the money, why is he wearing those fancy clothes? <sighs> That's what he wore to church. Oh, how convenient. Bart, honey, do you know who did take the money? No. See, son, telling the truth isn't so bad. Little does he know that she is willing to throw him on the bus. Um, yeah. When she has a chance, yep. So he goes to talk to her. Well, little does he know. She already has thrown him on the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she, he, go, he goes he to He still just to kind of has this blind loyalty towards her. All the townspeople just completely hate Bart. They're all just yelling at him, just... And he goes to see Jessica. What's her excuse for not dobbing him in? 
It's because I care for you that I can't come forward. Yeah. Like Bart's, it, that, that, that does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Even Bart's aware that that does not make any sense. I just don't feel like it, okay? Mm. So she's just a, a, a bitch, yeah. basically. And this is where her true colours really come out to Bart and he starts to see things the way they really mm. are. Well, she calls him yellow trash. She does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm who I am and you're who you are. Yeah. Um, there's a There was a note that the animators in this were really excited about the fact that they gave... Or they... Some, to, something to do. Having the baton so she could pay attention to something that wasn't Bart in yeah, the so scene. Yeah, so she's not showing him any attention. Yeah. yeah. Like, she turns around and talks to him, but she's also not really there. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Lisa then finds Bart hiding out in the treehouse. Mm. The only place that he can hide from the uh, the townspeople. Thief! <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> I've never seen him have a, uh, a blind on his window in the treehouse, but anyway, it works for the gag. Mm. Yeah, it's necessary. Maybe he had it installed. And Bart is still explaining that he's just enthralled by her. She's got 108 IQ, her hair smells like red Fruit Loops, and Lisa, I eat Fruit Loops for breakfast. <laughs> that tries to be dramatic. <laughs> At church, and Bart is now being treated like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Poor great, kid. Great visual. <laughs> we really shouldn't have agreed to this. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the Reverend calls up Lisa. There is someone among us with a guilty conscience. After much soul searching, I decided it would be wrong of me to name names. But I urge that guilty person here, under the eyes of God, to come forward, to confess, and save yourself from the torment of your own personal hell! I smelled some marijuana smoke in Vietnam! I was the one that cancelled Star Trek! I left my Porsche keys inside Mrs. Glick. Then Lisa looks around and she goes, no, that's not the one, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. And everyone's looking around worried, but Jessica's just sitting there with a big smile on her face. And then she just cracks it. Yeah. It was Jessica Loves Joy. And it, Mo, straight away. No, 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 it was Homer. To the little girls' yeah. room. <laughs> it's Mo that when they get to the room, oh yeah, smells like church. Smells like church. So satisfying. Using a car jack to separate the mattress. <laughs> oh, no, just can't just lift it up. Did you notice Grandpa was going through a shit on a Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So they're all in, they find the money and Reverend tries to justify it, doesn't mm. he? Yeah, well, it's obvious what has happened here. Bart Simpson has somehow managed to sneak his bedroom into my house. <laughs> Use your imaginations. Use your imaginations, people. And sorry, just, that's... Oh, sorry, not people. I've added that in from... It's in Revelations, people. Use I've your combined... Imagi- yeah, he doesn't say He people, just says yeah. use your imaginations. Yeah. I've just combined two quotes. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Jessica then just confesses. <laughs> and just, 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 Not only that, just laundry list rap sheet. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was me, Dad. And it was, remember the pipe bomb, the Glee Club brawl, the um, the... Well, that's after he says, maybe we brought you home from boarding school a little oh, too early. The boarding school collection plate. I was expelled, Dad. Yeah. yeah. And he just puts his fingers in his ears. Mm. He doesn't want to hear it at all. Marge says, you better give my son an apology. They yeah. all do. I love that Bart's... Yeah, he's been wheeled there. Yeah, Still yeah, as yeah. lector. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica is then doing chores, scrubbing the sidewalk at the front of the church. Mm-hmm. The steps. The steps, yep. She's learned nothing. That's what they wanted the point of this episode to be, that by the end, both characters had learned nothing. Yeah. Because she's learned that she can do make guys do whatever she wants, and Bart thinks he's got the better of her when really he's doing exactly yes. what she wants. Except he's going to do a secondary job on the stairs. Mm. But still. And quite enjoys it. Yes. But still and then she it. makes off with Library Boy. Yes, Library Boy. No longer read. No, now Library Boy. Now Library Boy. So all in all, it's a fantastic episode. Fantastic Bart episode. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned when performing an operation, keep your keys in your pocket. It's true. I learned to avoid milk duds at all costs. Well, I'm going to dispute that based on yeah? Wikipedia. They do look delicious. Yeah. Well, they sound delicious. Caramel. Yeah. In, in, was it? In, Caramel and chocolate. Well, enrobed. Enrobed, yes. Enrobed in a milk chocolate. <laughs> if it says that in the packaging, I'm sold. Yeah. If anything says <laughs> enrobed. Javail! is here! Ooh. So what have we got in the mailbag this week, Mitch? All the goodness in the world in the mailbag this week. All the goodness in the world? Sando. Um... Well, firstly, we should send a shout out to our boy, uh, Michael, Mr. Trigarico. Michael Trigarico from New York, who sent another care package our way, including several boxes of Twinkies. Thank oh, you very much, sir. What's that? Is it ding, ding, ding? Ring dings. Ring dings, yeah. yeah. Twinkies and ring dings. Yeah, Twinkies and ring dings and DVDs and T-shirts. Mm. And like our, our, our hearts go out to you. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, absolute um, champion. Stuart from Edinburgh in Scotland wrote, uh, has written in about the... Treehouse of Horror episode that we just did. The one, yep, number yes. five, yep. Um, who just wanted to suggest, we, we kind of, I, th- I was thinking this, but we didn't bring it up, that Nightmare Cafeteria uh, is a little bit of an homage to the movie Soylent Green with the overcrowding of detention. Have you ever seen No, Soylent I haven't, Green? no. So, Soylent Green style stars Charlton Heston. Because we're trying to come up with what yeah. it could have been based set, on. Set in a future where overpopulation is a massive problem and okay. food supplies are low, Soylent Green is like this paste that a lot of people mm-hmm. are 
eating and then um, he discovers that well it's a very famous quote that he discovers that they're taking either the homeless or certain people and killing them killing them and turning them into the food and it's his final like his final reveal if I could do my best is it was people soil and green is made out of people I've heard that Yeah. yeah Anyway, um, I haven't actually seen the movie. I've just seen enough clips on YouTube yeah, to piece yeah, it all together. Yeah. Uh, I love how before you do a, a, an impression, you always go. I didn't mean to. I was just clearing. That, I don't. You do. You're, it's like you clear everything in your face. Yeah, like. like well, I had to. <laughs> you, with the Heston in particular, some impressions require you to get your face into different positions. It's like you try to clear your eyes, your, your ears, your nose, your mouth. Just- hey, you kind of gotta become the character a little <laughs> bit, like. If you're going to do Jack Nicholson, you got to squint your eyes a little and help kind of tighten the throat. Like it's, you know, you, you can, I can't look like me and do that. <laughs> Doesn't work. Oh, um, Alex Champion from Silver Spring in Maryland, USA has written in, this is quite a long one, but there's some questions in here as we go along. Cool. First little bit. Firstly, loves the podcast, listens to it at work. Thank you very much, Alex. Shout out to your co-workers. You, uh, in our recent Treehouse of Horror review, got him thinking about how developments in the future can kind of shape how funny the past is. So it's natural that people have episodes, characters, or narratives that they like or dislike more than others. Um, so that when you're watching DVDs, you tend to pass over certain episodes. So in his case, he said New Kid on the Block or a Mo he episode. He didn't like it, no. Oh, wow. Or Homer gets a new job scenario. Um, so, one of the, like, maybe it's just in his instance, Homer getting a new job, tired storyline. different. Yeah, I'll yeah. skip over it, yeah. So, in his case, he skipped over the Treehouse of Horrors. He found that the memories of the first one, sorry, he has fond memories of the first ones, but found that the show's decline was kind of typified even earlier in the Halloween specials in that they, he find them, finds them gimmicky, more disconnected from what little continuity the show had and felt that they were poorly structured with no heart. From which season... Doesn't specify. Okay. Um, while he says that there's a few good examples of the show doing those sorts of more gimmicky episodes, like 22 short films or Behind the Laughter, most him came over as being forced and unfunny. So his question for us is, what are your least favourite episodes, characters or narratives that you just turn off but are uh, enjoyed by fans? So for him, um, Lines or jokes, like he'll never understand why everything's coming up. Millhouse has the life I'm that it does. Him. Yeah, yeah, everything's coming up. Millhouse has never been huge for me. No. That I, I feel like it's. I mean, it was a nice moment in the show, but it's become a massive catch cry when it's a little bit surprising. Maybe that's part of why it did because he's such a dweeby character and it's a pretty nothing line. But I'm surprised steamed hams has become so popular as what it is. No, I love steamed hams. I know it's funny. The whole scene as a whole is funny. I don't know. I just don't quite find it as amazing as what some people find it. That's mm. all. Okay. I don't know if I'll go as far as episodes or storylines or anything like that, but if I was to think of a line, I almost want to say you'll have to speak up on wearing a towel. Not that it's bad, but that the I feel like it's enjoy, it's been enjoyed more than what it should have been enjoyed. And that when a thing becomes too loved... It starts to turn you off from what it was originally. Like you can't just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Um. You kind of have to. You look at it and go, "It's good, but it's just not that good." And an then that epi- taints it a little bit. An episode that I never really liked as a child was the last exit to Springfield. Okay. And even now, it's not necessarily one of my personal favorites. I can understand and appreciate why people really like it. Hmm. Me personally, it just doesn't doesn't do much for me. Like okay. it's. It's a great episode, but it's just not one of not one that I, that jumps out to me. Hmm. Interesting, but I'm sure uh, like it, be, with the Simpsons running the gamut of so many shows that each to their own. Everyone's going to have some moments that they don't like that everyone else loves. Yeah. Everyone's going to love moments that other people don't necessarily course, yep. like as much. I'm I, I feel like that's nice work boys should be quoted a lot more often than a lot of people do. Yep. I think that's one of the it's best nice work boys. That's one of the best things. I say Chief Wickham all the time comes in with no idea. And we'll compliment someone for doing something inconsequential. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's nice shooting boys. Mm. No, we know I'm shooting the basketball Yeah, hoops. well, he still just says nice work. Nice work, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I love. Like, shooting hoops. That's nice work, boy. <laughs> Alex has also said that for whatever reason, he's found that, like, and sometimes with his podcast, that we'll highlight jokes that had been cut out of syndication that he hadn't heard, and he doesn't find them as funny as we seem to. Okay. I, possibly because he didn't grow up with them and they're introducing it to him as being fresh and just doesn't have that same connection. Yep. So, that was all. He was wondering if any 
like an example for him was Mo giving the four one one, something that he wasn't familiar with from watching in was the that past. Cut out. I don't know. Okay. But that just missed it, whatever yep. it happened. But yeah, so um, his question to other listeners, are there any of those sorts of things where we can kind of find some, can we unite ourselves in our division? That that That's my kind yep. of, the, the poetry at the end there was pure grinter. Um, Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com. Tim from the UK writes in uh, with a, oh, my two cents story, quite a good one. When we were younger, Tim's mum would uh, bought one jar of fair trade coffee. Um, so you know, is that like home brand? Or? No, 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 no. Fair trade coffee is is it, it was like the stamp of approval to say this coffee has been ethically sourced and it's not like you know third world. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like conflict diamonds, but for coffee. So like you know, th- there's no there's no killing, there's no death. It's just nice fair trade coffee, ethically ethically sourced, and it's doing good for the community. Bought one. She then proceeded to buy standard non-fair trade coffee and fill the empty jar with fair trade coffee just so that when guests came around, they'd think they only bought fair trade. It's about a sauce story. That's not a story. I had a spare jug of tomato sauce and I poured it into a squeeze bottle. That's not me being cheap. It's just the fact that the big you buy bulk sauce, but you can't squeeze bulk sauce. So you've got to pour that into another bottle. I thought a listener wrote in once saying that their dad... Bought the expensive sauce and then used to buy the cheap sauce and fill it up. Oh, someone might have done that. But you accused me of doing the same. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Matt Grark writes in, uh, well, wrote in and sent some fantastic photos of some protest shirts. Um, He was protesting a couple of Donald Trump things. I was saying Boone's was one of them and worst president ever was a sign. That's a line, actually, that it's never really understood why it's so funny. I was saying saying Boone's. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I'm a frequent component, like user of of Boone's, I can understand that, that that would probably annoy some people from time to time. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, the, aside from the shirt, which is a bit of a visual, Matt has written in with his favourite quotes for the different family members, which mm-hmm. was something that we were yep. asking about the other week. Um, Marge, kids, you're 8 and 10 years old, I can't fight all your battles for you, but mom, no buts, you march right back to that school, look them straight in the eye and say, don't eat me. Just five. Homer, I want to set the record straight. I thought the cop was a prostitute. <laughs> Uh, three and four, Bart and Lisa. Bart, I just think our veterans deserve a little recognition. Lisa, that's what Veterans Day is for, Bart. Uh, but is that really enough to honour our brave soldiers? They also have Memorial Day. Oh, Lisa, maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. The important thing is veterans deserve a day to honour them. They have two. Well, maybe they should have three. I'm Bart Simpson. <laughs> uh, and Maggie, this is indeed a disturbing universe. So clearly he's just been watching Trias 405. Yeah, that was obviously fresh <laughs> in his mind. Uh, what have we got? Okay, we've got a real-life Simpsons story. And we've got a road rage story, just cool. to round out the mailbag. Awesome. Uh, Rebecca Gibbs writes in from New Zealand. Um, this is a small thing, but this is an example of a kid not understanding why something was funny and then trying to replicate that quote and then having it be funny, but for the wrong reasons. Yep, yep. That Beck was at her aunt's place when she, at a family gathering when she was younger. Space was limited, so the, uh, her grandma pulled out an old rocking chair into the lounge. I took a seat and began rocking back and forth. My little mind decided to reference a Simpsons joke that I just assumed must be funny. Uh, I laced my fingers together, leaned back in the chair, and in my best old lady voice said, Hmm, genuinely arousing. (laughs) (laughs) I still remember when we reviewed that. We were just in hysterics. Yeah. (laughs) Genuinely arousing. Yeah. (laughs) So good. You just imagine that coming from like uh, she doesn't say how old, but I I picture that as like an eight year old or something yeah. like that, like someone so innocent that there's no way they'd know what that meant. Yeah, that's yeah. the best. Um, or given back that you've said that you didn't understand what the joke was, I'm I'm hoping it was yeah. <laughs> you know, not twenty three. Um, after your first kiss, mm, genuinely, genuinely arousing. arousing. <laughs> after your first milk dud, <laughs> yes. Uh, this one's coming from uh, Tim Goff, no relation to Darren. Um, one night, me and my girlfriend were driving home uh, from her mum's on the M1. Um, sh- what should have been an hour and 45-minute journey took an extra two hours because of miles and miles of ro- mo- roadworks on the motorway. Ugh. As we crawled along, we noticed, as usual, there were no workers along these roads, leaving us to wonder why the hell they were there in the first place. As we got to the end of these roadworks, we saw a handful of guys in high-vis jackets sitting down, his capitals, eating McDonald's. I was furious and not ashamed to say I beeped my horn at, the, at them incessantly as we drove past. Two hours of our lives. He never showed get them. Back. He certainly did. 
Yeah, <laughs> he's gone on. I, I didn't read the rest of this email, though. I'd be rather, I'd rather be stuck in that traffic again for thousands of eternities than have to endure another minute of thirteen reasons why. Props to you for realizing it just wasn't very good. Um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, now, there's two things before I move on to the final part of this uh, email. Um, one, how dare those road workers decide to have dinner? Fuck them. <laughs> those jerks. Fucking smoko breaks. Anyway. <laughs> What the... Like, I mean, clearly, they've set up the roadworks over a long stretch and they've gone, hmm, a bit hungry. Um, I guess we all better go and get some food and then we'll get back to work. And you were unfortunate to catch them at a bad time. But, you know, whatever. Let's not get but into... the two legit. hours, though? No, but if, he's a long, if it's a long stretch of roadworks, maybe, like, you've got to map it all out early, close the lanes down, and then they've just start at one end and they work their way up. Or maybe they already, you know... I'm just saying that... They're awful just because they happen they're to be people. just because they happen to be eating food at that exact moment doesn't mean they're terrible. I'm sure they didn't get paid all night to sit there and eat a Big Mac. <laughs> like that's probably not what happened. That usually happens though. Anyway, um, to close off, Tim's a big fan of Chris Lilly and Summer Heights High. Yeah. Uh, he says he's asked this before, and I don't remember. But are we both fans of his work? And is Summer Heights High an accurate portrayal of an Australian high school and Australian culture in general? Now. I'm not a massive Chris Lilly fan. I got three episodes in and thought, well, this is just going to be the same thing every episode. Yeah. I don't want to say that it's it's a really heightened version of... It's broad stroke stereotype version of reality, it's if Kath that makes and sense. It's Kim. It's they get a stereotype and they just blow it yeah. out of proportion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, of course... And that's what comedy is. Like, of course, there are elements of Summer Heights High that ring true, but it's not... I wouldn't say it's realistic, no. Is Shameless a real portrayal of UK or US families? Have you seen that show, Shameless? No, I haven't. Okay. It's got um, William H. Macy in it. He plays the dad in the US version. Oh, excellent. Very good. Yeah. Well, he is. Yes. Mustache or no mustache? No mustache. Okay. I, don't I like my William H. Macy with the mustache. <laughs> I don't think it's got mustache. I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched it. Anyway. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's kind of like Australian culture. I mean, you do get your bitches. Like, the, what's her name? The, uh, the Jamie? Jamie, yeah, yeah. Yes. There are people like that. Yeah. But that's just intensified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, you're taking elements of what does go in an Australian school. And I, I never had a drama teacher like that. No. No, me either. I feel like that's more of a... So, no, it's nothing like our culture. That, that, <laughs> well, that's more of like a... That's probably more of a stretch on local theatre personalities than it is Australian personalities. Yeah, that's Spirit Fingers guy from Bring It On. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what that is. But that, as I said, but that said, there's enough going on in there that that's there. Thank you for your questions this week. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Oh, what's up? Twitter. Sorry, I forgot. Um, I, I, I forgot. I asked uh, a couple of people to tell us how far they went for love. Okay, cool. Um, or or more to the point, I asked how far have you gone for love, love? or love making? How far have you gone for young love in a non-Roman Polanski kind of way? Okay. Because uh, I didn't want to get anything that would be arrested about. Yep. Um, this is pretty sweet. I don't know if you saw this. Um, uh, from at that plushie, I wrote a love letter to my first ever girlfriend in school and she drew this for me. Did you see this come yeah, through? Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bart. Bandicoot doing like rabbit's ears over the top of Bart's head, which is How old was he when he got given to him and why does he still have it? I don't know. Uh, the answer to either of those questions that wasn't able to be fit in in 14 characters. Um, at uh, Tim Horton 89 wrote and gave a letter to... <laughs> wrote and gave a letter to a school... Uh, sorry. Not to a school. Uh, you wrote and gave a letter to a girl at the school dance when I was eight. Included chocolates. She never spoke to me again. What? Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, chocolates are like the gift that you can't fail with. Yeah, you would have thought. But I guess that's just that embarrassment. This is reject shop chocolate. Uh, at stash underscore 420. Yo, about two blocks away. And at buttercup, am I right? Met in the Yahoo chat room in 2000. He drove 350 miles to meet me. That's a long fucking way. Yeah, it's about 500k. Uh, been married since 2008 with two kids. Good on them. Yeah. So, well done, guys. Good on you for love. Did Apart you, from the chocolates, Did boy. you ever meet somebody over MSN Messenger or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few times. They didn't live. <laughs> <laughs> what are we reviewing next week? What is the next episode? Let's take a look. Oh, we've got a good one. It's Lisa on Ice. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Mr. Honey Bunny. They're all fantastic from now on. After that, we've got Homer Badman, Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy. Mm-hmm. I love them season six. All coming good. Yes. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au if you have a question for us or if you've got a My Two Cents story or a did I talk Road Rage story. Or a, a, Lisa on Ice, I was watching Mighty Ducks a little while ago. Did I bring that up on this? 
about how as a kid it never occurred to me that everyone supposedly in Minnesota had an LA accent in the Mighty Ducks. No, you never brought that up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I might have just been talking about that. This is the issue with having a life off the microphone that's too similar to my life on microphone. I can never remember what conversations I've just had <laughs> and what I've shared. Mighty Ducks, is, I love that movie. Always will. It's a really bad movie. Like, objectively. Badly good, though. Yeah, but objectively, real bad. The montage, like, they go from being horrifically awful, like the worst team ever, to competing in the national games in the space of, like, a year. <laughs> like, it can't happen. If you look at one and two. Leicester City? Pardon? Leicester City? They were shit and they won the championship. They were still year. in the EPL. Now they're back up. Well, I guess. Like, they weren't playing not some... In the, not in the Division 1. Local league down the pub. And then <laughs> and then 12 months later, Boston they're EPL champions. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, it was more the point that, like, after having watched Fargo and understood what a Minnesota accent is, and suddenly I hear Emilio Westervez and Josh Hartnett. I'm like, hang on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Anyway, so thanks for listening. Bitch, do you want to plug our Patreon to our listeners out there? They want to chuck a couple dollars our way, get some exclusive content. Tonight, we're going to be doing our top 10... Horror films, we're also going yes, to be doing a review. in celebration of the fact that the new It drops tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And we did Treehouse of Horror last week as well. Also going to be doing a review this month of Homer's Enemy, the Frank Grimes episode. I like the episode for what it was trying to achieve, but... It's one I of think the episode's overrated. It's one of those episodes exactly that I don't understand why so many people love it so much. And we'll get into why in our premium review, which is available where, Mitch? On patreon.com yes. you can just search for finger discount on patreon uh you'll get that sort of review by pledging two bucks a month but if you just want to help us out um jump in uh and as little as a dollar a month it'd be greatly appreciated um you bought a new microphone this week it, yep. it covers those sorts of little bits and pieces to make sure that we can try to bring you the most professional show that we possibly can week in week out month in month out exactly five dollars gets you your name read out on the show as well as extra podcasts on top of the two dollar ones as well but yeah really appreciate all of your support Mitch any final words for the listeners before we let them go sorry your wife is working out somewhere in the house and I should oh is that yeah she listens to music in the shower yeah okay um and I've just noticed that uh, the Ed Sheeran Shape of You song is on and it's melted my brain so no I have no final words (laughs) because I I just what (laughs) There's this real, and I don't know if it used to be like this, but I hate this thing in music that, like, there's only ever maybe four or five songs that ever get played on a lot of popular music. It's always happened, It's yeah. like just single drops, let's play the ever-loving shit out of this for the next eight months. Yeah. And I can't handle it anymore. Like, Ed Sheeran, I used to like, and now I think about him, and... Now he's even on Game of Thrones. You know what? Well, yeah, exactly. And, like the fuck for they just mad doesn't need to be there the, the point is like I listen to Ed Sheeran Shape of You and then I look at what's going on in North Korea and I think you know that Kim Jong's not a bad guy shh